Welcome to Church History. Today we're telling the story of My Jesus, I Love You and The Old Rugged Cross. Welcome back to Church History. I'm your host, Laura Lee Siemens. Today, I'm continuing my series on church history with our stories of the hymns. We will be continuing our regular stories of church history in September, but for the summer, we're talking about the story behind the hymns. And today, we're talking about the story behind the songs, My Jesus, I Love You, and Old Rugged Cross. My daughter, Emily, and my mom are helping me with today's episode. I hope you enjoy. My Jesus, I Love Thee In 1862, on a Sunday morning at a Methodist church in Montreal, Canada, a young boy between the age of 12 or 16 was praying. William Ralph Featherstone gave his life to Jesus and became a Christian. When young William went home, he was so overcome with his love for Jesus, he sat down and did something most young boys don't do. In fact, it was something he would not do again in his lifetime. He wrote a poem. It was a poem, but also a letter to the one he had just given his life to. Inspired from the words from the Bible in Hebrews 11.25, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Young William wrote these words, My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the pleasures of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. The poem continued on, and when William was done writing his poem, he decided to send it to his aunt in California. Young William lived out his teen years serving Jesus. And then, around ten years after writing the poem, William died. History doesn't record how William died only that he was very young, in his twenties, and his death was sudden and tragic. I can only imagine how his aunt must have felt, reading the last two stanzas of the poem William had written as a young teen. I'll love thee in life, I will love thee in death, and praise thee as long as thou lendest me breath, and say when the death dew lies cold on my brow, if ever I loved thee, my Jesus, it's now in mansions of glory and endless delight. I'll ever adore thee in heaven so bright. I'll sing with the glittering crown on my brow, if ever I love thee, my Jesus, it's now. William's aunt sent the poem to a composer who added music to it and put it into a hymnal. It went basically unknown until a man named Pastor Gordon rewrote the music to it and added it to a Baptist hymnal. He changed the words in the first verse from pleasure of sin to folly of sin. One day, a young actress visited an evangelistic meeting and heard the gospel. She also heard the words of this song. She gave her life to Christ. The next day, she told her director she could no longer be in his play. She was a Christian now, and the lifestyle of the theater was one she could no longer be part of. The director pleaded with her to please do just one more show, and then he would find a replacement. The actress agreed. As the curtain closed on her final show, she stepped forward. The audience was applauding, and then suddenly she began to sing. 
My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee, all the follies of sin I resign. The crowd was silent as she sang through the song. Many moved to tears. The song, My Jesus, I Love Thee, has been published in over 900 hymnals. It's been sung at countless altar calls and has moved unknown amounts of people to open their hearts to God. Perhaps because of its simplicity. Perhaps because it was written not by a great composer or a great writer, but by a young boy in honest love for his Jesus, simply writing a love letter to his Savior. enjoying this podcast? Do you want to support this podcast? Well, pour yourself a cup of coffee and imagine waking up each morning with a reminder from our church fathers. Check out our Etsy page where you can find mugs with quotes from great men and women of God. You'll find a link in the show notes. And now back to our episode. Old Rugged Cross. George was born in Ohio in 1873 on February the 4th. His father worked at a tavern and then got a job in a coal mine. George grew up as a coal miner's son and did not hear the gospel until he was 15 years old. He heard about a Salvation Army meeting that was happening in town five miles away. He walked the whole five miles in order to attend the meeting. At the meeting, he heard the good news of salvation and became a Christian. He wanted to serve God, and he dreamed of being in the ministry, of being a preacher. He began to plan on going to school to study Bible. But then his father died suddenly, and George was forced to go into the mines to work in order to support his mother and his five little sisters. This was a difficult time for George, who wanted only to preach and felt his life would never amount to anything, that he would instead spend his years working in the coal mines. However, by 1890, he had saved enough money to move his family out of the coal mining area and into another town. He found work, and soon he was married. George became active in the Salvation Army and soon became a leader in the church. Then he became a preacher in the Methodist Church. In 1912, as George was preaching, a group of boys began to mock him loudly, laughing at the gospel being presented. George was heartbroken at the scene of young men being so disrespectful of the cross. He was walking home from that meeting and the verse John 3.16 came into his mind. He thought about how the cross really was the center of our faith, but the cross was not the golden cross he saw in cathedrals or that women were wearing around their necks. The cross was old and rugged. 
When he got home, he sat down and wrote the music to a song. In just a few minutes, the melody to the song was completely written. But the only words George could think of to go with the song was, I will cherish that old rugged cross. George left town to travel and preach, and when he returned, he sat down, and suddenly, all the words to the song came to him. He picked up his guitar and called his wife to come into the room. He played the song for her. He then played the song for some of his friends. God has given you a song that will never die, they said. He then sent the song to a man named Charles Gabriel and asked him if he could write the harmony. Charles returned the song with this note. You will hear from this song. The preacher, Billy Sunday, heard the song, and he had it sung in almost every one of his sermons. George could never have guessed during that time when he was working in the coal mines that one day God would use him in such a way that even many years after his death, he would still be preaching. The words of his song still bring people to Christ today. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross, where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish that old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the history of the hymns. We will be returning to our regular church history podcast in September. If you want to hear more podcasts, check out my website, lauraleesiemens.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share these stories with your friends. We'll see you next week.